Well, I wrote this song for the Christian youth. I want to teach kids the Christian truth. If you want to reach those kids on the street, then you got to do a rap to a hip-hop beat. So I gave my sermon an urban kick. My rhymes are fly, my beats are sick. My crew is big and it keeps getting bigger. That's because Jesus Christ is my name. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going well, which is fruit snacks. Ah, they are pretty good. Can you can you tell where I got this joke from? <laughs> this for the for the audience is a Welch's fruit snacks container. Um, container. It, it is a container. It, it's scraps of a pouch. It's a pouch. A pouch is a more so a pouch is like the subcategory. Container is the super category. It's not helpful to call it a container. Really, I live in a container. I drive no. a container. Mm-hmm. By that you mean your your human body, right? <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm piloting a meat mech, basically. Mm-hmm. If you ever think that you're not cool, like this is for listeners, you know, out there as well. Um, just remember that you are piloting a meat mech. And unlike Senji, you know, you actually got in there. So good job. Um, this could really devolve into a discussion about the soul, but, you know, that's that's a little too much effort. Well, I'd rather we have talk like, about the soul than fucking Evangelion. Yeah. I feel like it's so overrated. That's the wake me up inside thing, right? Yeah. Hmm. That's the they they sing uh, wake me up inside. I thought. Oh, anyway, yeah. It it was a stretch for me to connect Evanescence and Evangelion. I was like, where's this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all they're both about Evan. So. Evan seems cool. Yeah. We actually, I say we like I'm referring to other people who are here, um, mm. but me and other group O friends. Uh, there's this kid we knew in school named Evan. I won't mm. do his last name, even though I've technically already doxed him on the podcast once because his last name is very <laughs> funny. Um, but he was just like the coolest fucking guy. It's Gaylord. We can just say it. It's, it's Evan Gaylord. Yeah, <laughs> Evan Gaylord. Um, but he had like long curly hair. He's very much like a skater kid. Um, I thought of a better joke. I know you're mm. describing him now. He's the skater kid, but I'm imagining Oral. So it's Evan Orel. <laughs> Oh, Evan like, or Hell. Like Evan or Hell. <laughs> ah, I see you've met my daughter, Angel. <laughs> yeah. That's not What's a great your middle name, name or what's your last name? Oh, God. You're a devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I uh, props, props to you. I don't know any Evans, nor do I think I've ever met an Evan. I believe I've only ever heard of that name in like... um popular fiction such as like i think anchorman has an evan in it i like you're like hey congrats for getting out there and getting to meet some people i've never met an evan before it's not like a race of people it's just i, I it's a I name mean, you've got uh you've, you've got the the pokedex equivalent for names and you're further ahead than me so i'm just gonna acknowledge it so what's the weirdest name not i guess weirdest but like mm. most uncommon name of somebody who you've met Oh, that's kind of tough. You know what? I'm actually going to limit this because I know that we've both been to Poland. They have oh, to be true. from the English, <laughs> from the U.S. Um, I think so. I have like an actual answer, but I don't know if it's true because this kid, the kid, told stories, and I was like a little bit young. I know his actual name was Tanis, which 
um, for the Borderlands fans, you'll know that the name was used there, but it's not really clear whether that's a masculine, feminine name, whatever, right? It's just Tannis. But he said that it was short for Tantalanthus, which was what his mom wanted to name him. And I was like, your mom's weird. I'm going to call that's bullshit on that. Tantalanthus? He also, he, when we were at church camp, he tried to convince people that he he made up the lyrics to a song, and later I learned it was a Weird, weird Al song. So, um, okay, so that's I appreciate Tantalanthus because he's he's doing like the the soft lies where you don't find out about for like ten years. That's mm-hmm. such a good bit. I appreciate that. No, it was it was definitely I was impressed at the time. I was like, this is a good song. Um But uh I didn't know he knew so many items from hardware stores. I'm I'm mildly impressed. Uh-huh. I can't try to remember I think it was was it Amish Amish Paradise? Maybe it was. It was like it wasn't even like a lesser known song. It was one where people would be identifying. But he just went around like singing it and he had he had a cardboard box and he just asked people to throw money. He was literally grifting in the <laughs> middle of this church camp. Um I don't know how that turned out, but it was it was funny. I feel like this person, Tantalanthus, has grown up to become like a some type of social engineer. Uh-huh. I don't fishing know fishing for people or grandma's emails and uh social security numbers i have no idea what he's doing with his life i just know that it's more interesting (laughs) than what i'm doing (laughs) with my life probably not even in a good way but more interesting i always wonder if those people are gonna like settle down or just like remain fucking crazy Mm -hmm. but i would say tanis would be my answer for most unique name what about what about yours i i completely actually I'm going to count this one because that's what we refer to him as 99% of the time. Hmm. Uh, but there was somebody who was named Garrison. Ah, okay. I later found out it was actually their middle name, but hmm. that was definitely the most unique one I came across. That is a very like, unique name. Even as a middle name, that's Garrison, pretty unique. Right? Like, I don't think of that as a person name, right? It's like naming someone Castle, right? Like, unless you're literally the Punisher, that doesn't work, right? It's It's <laughs> definitely definitely not what you'd expect i'm not trying to think of like people i remember from youth a lot of them just had like the like basic ass white person one syllable yeah. names like me can't stand them um i knew a nate i knew a chad i knew a, like, uh-huh a i had a youth pastor named nate he went bald at like 18 that's uh <laughs> i was gonna say a choice but obviously it wasn't <laughs> that is uh a lot to get early uh-huh because you have to just be like this is who i am now and uh you have to accept that other people are not going to accept that because they're young they're like that's weird and different and bad mm-hmm. and the, the, one of the few things i remember about him he's very athletic he like play volleyball but the thing i most remember is i was having a discussion with um a girl named caitlin about whether god uh could sin or not um and he disrupted the discussion he was just like uh it's let's just let's talk about something else or whatever i still kind of i can't kind of resent him to this day he's trying to shut down the uh the mind working Mm -hmm. 
because I was like, I was taking the stance. I was like, no, he can't, obviously. Like, he's incapable of it. And she was like, oh, no, he obviously could. He just chooses not to. So you could see this was a productive discussion that got disrupted here. <laughs> Twitter argument years earlier. Um, uh-huh. It was the precursor. Well, hey, fuck Nate. Uh, I said we complete this discussion now. Okay. So obviously there's the the argument to be made of God is setting the rules, so he would decide what is sin and what isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the executive override, basically. Right. So yeah. if he could set his own rules, and he's all-powerful, meaning he can do anything, mm-hmm. um, he would also be able to do an action against what he said. Right. Like, if he said, like, I'm not allowed to just kill somebody randomly on Earth, and then he does it, mm-hmm. and he considers that to be sin, he can sin. I mean, he does, I think, I think in, all right, so, precursor, <laughs> this is uh, contemporary Christianity, is <laughs> the scope I'm, I'm coming from for this. I mean, he does do that, though. There were times where he killed people, he just didn't call it sin, or it's just righteous. If God does it, it's righteous. And that's the thing, is, like, I think because sin is defined as rebellion against God, to some capacity, and his will, um, it's, like, impossible for God to sin. You ever Google sin? <laughs> ever... I mean, I mean that's the important part, though. Like you have to, In a moral you have to act considered to be a transgression against divine law. Yeah, a sin in the eyes of God mm. is the paraphrase. So I think it's impossible for him to sin categorically because if he did something, uh, then he's setting the the norm that he wants you know people to follow or whatever. Which is problematic in its own right. I mean, I'm not a believer anymore <laughs> uh, for the context of the listeners. But yeah, I think as a kid, I was just like, no, no, I don't think I had that rationale at the time. The categorical rationale against force in itself. I think I was just like, it's just going to cause so many problems <laughs> if he did that. So no, he can't do that. <laughs> Caitlin was probably yeah, smarter be, uh... than me. <laughs> I mean, most girls are smarter than boys. For mm-hmm. a good a good portion of time. Yeah. But then they get to learning about 40k lore and they just shoot so far ahead just so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, what about Does that animals? Change? Do you think animals? animals can sin? No. No. Because they don't have the, the free will to act on their own accord? Yeah, they're too stupid. <laughs> just too, too stupid to send i mean it's it's part of the uh the 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 kind of paradox of um understanding that uh if you think about it is not great for christianity but basically the church has you know talked about this in different ways but how are people treated if they never you know uh if they never had the opportunity to accept jesus right like if kids die early or people live in some place that never had missionaries or something like that, animals are just a very extreme case of that. There's no way that they could perceive right so or wrong. So animals are then by default going to heaven because. Yeah, I mean, it depends on your denomination, I guess. I think, what was it? Um, Catholics believe in, in limbo um, where it's like, or was it Elysium? I can't remember. I'm, I'm, I'm confusing things with like Greek mythology, but um where they can kind of spend some time and then go to heaven but uh yeah contemporary christianity we would just say 
if you never had the option, then God judges the thoughts and intents of your heart and you go to heaven, probably. <laughs> I like the loosey-goosey rubric. <laughs> well, it's because like other people would have different interpretations of it, well, right? Yeah, I know. Like fire and brimstone Christians would be like, oh yeah, God is going to judge your thoughts and intents and know that you would or would not have accepted Jesus if you were prompted. But now you're getting into predestination and that's an entirely different can of worms. So, is the is the worm something I'm born into again on my second life? Assuming I didn't mm-hmm. get in, I think that's reincarnate. That's a slightly different one. Church isn't big on that, but it's more fun for sure. If you can like roll the die to see what your next spawn is, you're just like, dude. There's level up, level down. I would love to see like a theoretical scale of like my karmic. <laughs> My credit karmic balance, basically, uh-huh. uh, to see where I would end up. I can't imagine it would be great. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many shitty things I've done in my life, but, like, it's not like it's only one. Mm-hmm. I'm not a perfect person by any means. Um, I don't know if I've done enough to outweigh that shit. So I feel right. like I would definitely go back down instead of up. It's like you cut somebody off, so you're demoted from uh, orangutan to bonobo. fuck (laughs) they're the worst type of ace uh huh when I think about reincarnation also like reincarnation is a fun one but um, I like that they have to basically bake into the religious understanding some sort of clause about like hey if you off yourself um, it's always a downgrade like you're always losing experience you're going back in levels just because the alternative is a a mind trap right where it's like this life sucks like i'm gonna roll the dice and see if i can do better all right like you don't want the people who believe your religion you, you're playing binding of isaac and you're just holding the reset you're holding the, reset the, the treasure room to spawn right next to you uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> i feel uh. like so many things in religion feel like very early improv where mm-hmm. it's like hey um god exists don't do shitty things why shouldn't we do what we want to do uh you're gonna go to hell and like what's hell and then they just kind of kept making things up for people like well that uh don't do that because because this um and then they're like uh all right we said too many things uh lock it down lock it down yeah lock like it down. essentially 70 tenets of a, uh-huh. a given religion and they're like uh that's this one how do we do yeah. <laughs> Yeah, an outsider's perspective is definitely definitely that for organized religion as a whole. Are um, you familiar with King's Cup, Jake? I know you're not a, a drinker. I don't think so. Is so, that like King's Quest? I wish. <laughs> It'd be so much more fun. Um, I would basically, um, if you're playing Kings, um, there's a drinking game where you basically reveal a card. Uh, from a little bicycle playing cards thing. Oh, yeah. And all of the card faces have different rules. Mm-hmm. Where if it's like, unfortunately, I remember, like, maybe it's five, you have to, like, touch the ground, and the last person to do it has to drink. Stuff like that. Ah, uh, okay. With kings, specifically, um, you get to create a rule. And okay. typically, it'll be, like, a an ever-present rule, like a global, like a world enchantment. So it's, it's, a, it's a memory test now yes as well and keep in mind you're drinking as well Um, so it'd be like hey every time before you drink you have to 
put a one of my favorites that I came across is like the little green man, where you have mm. to like take off a little green man who is you're imagining is sitting on the edge of your cup off mm-hmm. before you take a drink and then put gotcha. it back on. And if you fuck oh, it up, okay. you have to do it again. But right, because you you've consumed fuck it up on the second flesh. attempt, you have yeah. to do it again. So, but I imagine religion works to that to some degree. Where like whoever is now the current authority or establishment or government they're like yeah. oh we're gonna make some modifications to that and add on a rule to this existing thing or sometimes yeah. abolish things like that thing before no no no, that's not that's not a thing anymore it's not a part of christianity it's gone yeah i mean the cla- the catholic church is the traditional example of that right because they have the literal papacy um but yes uh, also a pretty good example of government and that they are literally uh, the, the government for their local province so yep. um yeah pretty pretty good classical example and also pretty much true right like religion evolves um so if you don't believe in evolution jot that down uh by uh you know adapting to where people are in, in the modern day there's kind of this traditional uh christian take which is just like if jesus showed up today and he looked like he probably looked instead of like this white guy with long hair that we all imagine him um no one would listen to him like no no christians would listen to him they would want to kick him back to the country he came from like there's 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 nothing like that and it's because are those his tenants no but it's where the religion is now right so yes this is why everybody kind of globally will just take the the golden rule from the bible or christianity or wherever it initially came from i'm just like yeah not even the bible the people that one was just i think that's just common common sense not not like thomas Paine's common sense but like maybe i don't know where the golden rule came from but that one's the reasonable one that's that's the commandment i can get behind should i Knife that person's tired. Would you want them to do it to you? Well, no. Well, then don't, don't do it to them. <laughs> they will. Oh, okay. <laughs> they will if you knife their tire. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, so there's a little bit of that in the Bible. In the um, though this is this is one I like, uh, which was uh, uh, whatsoever you do to the least of these, um, you do also to me, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, I think about that sometimes when the church is mistreating minorities or you know uh diminished groups or people they disagree with or people who are not in positions of power uh, or kids or whatever and it's like i don't really think they're thinking about that verse in this moment right i mean they're very hypocritical um or rather hypocritic yeah, I was like, I think that was a that was a mix of apocryphal yep, and you hypocritical. <laughs> They're very hypocritical for their stuff, uh-huh. for like what they preach, and then how they actually act out on stuff. Hmm. And, and like, I'm sure know, there's some, <laughs> there's some good ones, but I mean, we have experiences. Yeah. It's the few bad apples argument, right? Yeah, if it's. If you're seeing a lot of bad apples, maybe the tree's rotten. Just a thought. Mm. Just a thought. Also, yeah. unrelated, uh, there was a cop today at Sheets. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that was interesting. Um, like, presumably doing something instead of just ordering? or Yeah, was they, weren't, just... they weren't ordering food. Like, uh, the yeah. people uh, who were... Like, there were some like young kids um, 
who ordered Terrible. around the same time I did. And then he, he came in and like pulled them aside. Oh. And I don't know what the situation was. Um, right. I didn't get involved to be like, I was skeptical because it was a white cop and black kids. Mm-hmm. But also like, like they're kids. So like they could have been doing some dumb shit. I don't know. Right. Um, and you, you had already made your deal. So you just wanted to remove yourself from the situation <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I was just waiting for my food. <laughs> um, but like there wasn't, like everything was like very civil, um, just chatting about something. I think the cop was uh-huh. trying to just figure out whatever the was actually going on. Uh, he was just talking right. to a couple of people, trying to get the story straight first. Um, ah, okay. I'm just imagining he walks up and he's like, "So you eat here often, or something <laughs> like that?" <laughs> I I thought about that today. Like if I look uh-huh. at my uh, Google GPS history, it's like you recently you've traveled to, and there's just like a giant heat map of only this one sheet. Uh huh. You just formed a spider web. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's not a spider web if it's the one place, a very thick. I like line to visit sheets, and then I go to the left. So I go to the left of sheets, <laughs> uh-huh. and the next time yeah. I go, I go north past. It's usually smart enough that unless you're really traveling for food, it doesn't really tell you. But it will tell you like um, trip summaries or something like that. Yeah. Um, so. Which I don't know when they added that. I would kind of like to opt out of it because I don't think I need yeah, it. You can. Um, it's like the locational tracking on your account itself. Uh, but I always but figure yeah. that if I if I died randomly before we recorded. Uh, you could use that information to find my body. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think it's like that up to date and helpful. I'm sure they have it if your phone is reporting GPS, but I wouldn't have access to it. And probably take law enforcement a while to get access to it as well. Yeah, they're never going to find my body. That's what I'm realizing. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. No, it's it's real tough. Um definitely coming back as a bonobo it's just, <laughs> that's a that's a dark joke <laughs> never mind <laughs> um no i think it's yeah. actually funny like um my my apartment's been like abandoned it's like you know very dusty has the tarps over everything even things that don't need tarps um mm-hmm. and for some reason you just out of like habit you send the link on discord um mm-hmm. and then you join you're like i miss dave and then <laughs> yeah. My camera turns on. It's just a fucking bonobo. <laughs> just sitting there, you're like, Dave, you came back. Uh huh. Yeah, that would be funny. I think there's probably enough evidence that uh, if reincarnation is the thing, and to be clear, I don't believe it. Um, there's some sort of memory wipe involved with it. You know what my favorite? Yeah. Uh, before we completely jump off of theology. One of my favorite, uh, like, stories that have a theological structure to it is, this is just a segue. You don't even have to respond to if, if you say no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll just talk about something <laughs> else. Uh, so there's this story. I think it's called The Egg, I believe. Um, and uh, I'm going to TLDR the entire thing. Uh, but basically, the concept that it's based around is that um every single person is a person just living all of their lives before they ascend so like uh every terrible person oh. every good person every child we're, everything we're all versions of one person of one person who does not have access to any other person's memory until the end um 
at which point the uh it's called the egg because that's like the the metamorphosis into a higher being um but it's i mean it's obviously bs but the reason it's interesting to think about is it kind I like of puts how my you brain in the head. immediately sorry i'll let you finish you before i make make commentary Oh, I was just going to say, obviously BS, but the reason it's kind of interesting to think about is from like an empathy experiment. Because if you put yourself in that headspace for a second, you're like, how do I treat the people I disagree with or the people I agree with or the people who I find reprehensible or maybe they do terrible things? And it's interesting to think about it in that context for a second. Yeah, I can see it from... It would teach you some empathy, just like, hey, putting yourself in their shoes because they are you or a version of you right in the same way you're a version of them um Mm -hmm. hopefully a better version right like depending on the comparison right um but yeah my my brain instead of going to like oh that would be a good way to like teach empathy i'm like so what does that make incest (laughs) immediately immediately yeah well, if you think about it, everyone's just again. While we're still on theology, just it's really far incest. removed it's all from, a, from Adam and Eve of masturbation. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, that please is... click our link. Go to adamandeve.com and <laughs> oh no, not an affiliate, just a friend of the show. Um, there was a brand that was mentioned earlier in the episode too. I can't remember what it was, but also not an affiliate. I mean, we we have no affiliates. It feels like our blanket. Well, well yeah it's important to disclaim now in case you know by the way gravity the blankets now on sale 10 percent off these are code. <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> what if we just said what if we just like had ads we just put our own ads in but we just like use uh like a coupon site or something like that and be <laughs> like through the end of june you can get 15 percent off your Domino's order <laughs> with 15 off uh thank you for using our code and it just has nothing to do with us That'd be funny. Just taking credit for other existing coupon codes. Yeah, just public, like ones that would go out in a flyer. <laughs> Although the next tier of humor would be to actually use other people's codes, right? It's just like, yeah, use Veritasium uh, when you check out. <laughs> 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 they're they're looking at the numbers like. We didn't even have like a, a promotion this month. What happened? Our numbers uh-huh. really went up. Uh huh. Went up by two. Yeah. That'd be fun. <sighs> Question yeah. for you. Sure. As somebody who ingests a lot of media myself, but also I'm targeting this at you. Mm. Uh, do you Makes find... a better question. <laughs> <laughs> Based on my own context, which you don't have. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Uh-huh. But I was going to ask... Um, since you ingest as much media, I'm going to assume as I do, mm-hmm. do you find yourself deconstructing a lot of things you experience, mm-hmm. whether it be video games, movies, or even just like as we were making jokes about like advertisements from podcasts or uh, little yeah. infomercials? Right. Um, if they, I'm going to mm-hmm. even go an example further. Uh, I've noticed so many commercials now, and I know they've been around forever, where mm-hmm. it's, hey, here's a thing. I am a sports celebrity. I am also here. Uh-huh. The celebrity endorsement. Yeah, it's just like they put them in for like five seconds so they can say their name and like that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, definitely more for things that we that we deal with, right? Like one of your examples was video games. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not all of the time but when we it's been a while since we did an episode specifically for a game but if it's like a multiplayer game this doesn't necessarily happen as much but for single player i found myself like deconstructing the aspects of the game a lot more while i played it um just so i could have actual points of context to come back to because if i'm just like hey the music sucks which i don't know if i've ever said that for a game but as an example like i want to be able to identify that when i'm going through the game whereas if i wasn't looking out specifically for the music i'd be like something is irritating me right now and i'm not (laughs) sure what it is right what about you nope you're weird okay uh, next no, topic. I, <laughs> I mean, I definitely do in the same way. Um, sometimes to the point where I think it it doesn't benefit me. Mm, yeah, because you deconstruct it too too much. Right. Um, it's like just having that gamer sense of like figuring out which things you can break, and uh-huh. then if things don't line up with how you think they should, whether it's like an animation or an interaction or something else, or abusing some game system Mm -hmm. um it basically it's taking you out of the i just want to have fun and get immersed into the game yeah if you think about it like a video game is pretty much a composite of a lot of aspects it's the gameplay which includes your core loop it's your music it's your story it's your voice acting it's all this stuff but the designer the developer's jobs including all the people that work on it is to take all of that and create a product from that where those things mesh together well, right? And if you are coming at it from the perspective of reviewing or being critical or something like that, you're actually doing the opposite. You're taking that composite and you're like, all right, we're going to re- isolate the music. We're going to isolate the gameplay. We're going to like evaluate those things instead of just asking yourself if you're having moment-by-moment fun. It's kind of like if uh, you ordered a dish from a fancy restaurant and as soon as it was on a plate in front of you you're like all right first thing we're gonna do here i'm separating out the salt and the pepper (laughs) and it looks like these eggs are cooked i'm going to separate the eggs you know like whatever right and the brioche goes here (laughs) i feel like that might be i mean i understand the example it might be a little extreme because i would maybe make it more akin to i'm somebody who likes to cook occasionally um, mm. I don't want to put myself out there. Somebody likes to cook a lot because the things I make, they do not like appetizing a lot of times. Mm. Um, but I enjoy the process of cooking. So if I right. have like a really tasty meal, if I'm out somewhere, I'm like, oh, that was good. But then my brain will jump to, oh, what's in it? How would yes. I make this? Um, right. Because like I have some degree of context. So I'm trying to translate it back to something I'm familiar with. Um, so I think in the same way with video games, you're like, oh, that was a really fun game. Or I enjoyed this section. Why? Um, mm-hmm. Was it the music? Was it the animation with it? Was it the voice acting? Right. Um, so like, you'll start to look for different pieces that you appreciate to a degree. So even if it's not from like a strictly analytical sense, I feel like people can do that if they have a lot of context in one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it changes. That's one of the reasons... Um, also I had to make a joke. You said you make food occasionally. The joke is not even a joke, just a statement. I make food occasionally <laughs> as a white man. <laughs> um, by the way, but... I'm not white. I don't know if anybody assumed that I was white. I'm right. not much like video game donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Dave is a black man. 
He's a <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, uh, the more you learn about the knowledge behind something, like once you understand how music is made, once you know more about music, it changes the way you appreciate music. You know more about the games industry, it changes the way you appreciate games, uh, books, being an author, anything like that, right? Expertise changes your perception of whatever the medium is. Um, the key is, I mean, when it comes to video games, at least, as far as I know, we're not getting paid for this. If we are, Dave definitely got the better deal. Um, and so it should still be fun, <laughs> right? Uh, and so if it gets to the point where it's like, okay, we're now like disassociating while playing the game or it's no longer enjoyable or it's not leading toward an enjoyable critique because that can be fun too. Sometimes you tear into a game and it's like, let me tell you what's wrong <laughs> with Fallout 76. And we would be the last people on the planet to do that, but we could and it would be fun. Yeah, I like dumping on some stuff that's, I wouldn't even say bad, but just not great mm -hmm. in a space. Yeah. Mainly because like they're successful, they've gotten their money. I'm not going to somehow damage the reputation or sales. I'm not right. shitting on like a mom and pop shop type thing. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's like, again, a AAA budget game, and then I'm finding like these little things where it's like, hey, we figured this shit out 20 years ago. What happened? Uh, why uh -huh. are you not? putting this in which is considered like maybe basic quality of life adjustments or yeah. accessibility settings yeah i'm gonna make fun of you mm -hmm. but it's also no I, I like to make fun of i wouldn't say i like to make fun of friends as much as i like to be made fun of you do but notoriously a, just analyze your friends. You break them down to the elemental level, and you're just like, do, do "You're you most suck." <laughs> you're like sixty percent depression and like ten percent style. I'm not sure what the rest is, but we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, it's. I still like the the teasing stuff from time to time, of course. Yeah, but mm -hmm. I find I I do it less to people, mm -hmm. just because I feel like in the last five years. I don't want to say we became more woke, but I guess that is the term to a degree. But I think we became a lot yeah. more sensitive to people's feelings mm -hmm. because woke is such a terrible word. It's yeah, it's, it's broad, it's and pretty much unused, and it's very unusable much, now. Like, right wingy, but we became a lot more sensitive to people's feelings because almost every interaction I have with people now, um, mm -hmm. like people will preface context myself, yeah. mm -hmm. themselves. Hey, I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way. Or like, hey, I just want to clarify, yeah. like, last week I didn't mean anything. Like, mm -hmm. like everybody, not stepping on eggshells, but they're just making sure, hey, are we good? Are we on the same page? Um, yeah. I'm not trying to impede on your feelings or your thoughts and actions. Um, mm -hmm. But it happens so much more now, I feel, That's in true. the last five years. Yeah, I mean, as a straight white male... um, Listens to ah. Bo Burnham songs. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah no, it's a straight-ish. White-ish. Male-ish. I was going to keep doing it's this indefinitely, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> no. Um, like, uh, I think that there was a lot of, like, talking about, like, masculinity, right? And the preconceptions of masculinity. That changed a lot between my parents' generation and my generation. Between my parents and me. There you go. I don't I don't need to like generalize that out further. Um, where it's just like there's a bunch of stuff you don't talk about as a guy. And like my dad's really sensitive. Um and, you know, I there's things I have disagreements with. Uh, but he was, you know, 
raised in this generation of just not talking about a bunch of stuff like he was very uncomfortable we talked about this and i think when we talked about sex ed Mm -hmm. had no desire whatsoever to have any sort of communication like that with me he wanted to skip that entire thing um and the barriers i feel like are a little bit less uh pronounced now or i hope i hope that they are right like the less defined you have to be this to be a man society is um the better society is honestly the 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 more accepting and um i guess inclusive it can be um because that when you're talking about uh checking up on people right are you doing okay asking someone if they're good uh it could almost be to a fragile ego an implication that they're not good right like if i ask you like hey are you doing all right um and you feel like you're trying to like perpetuate this sensation that you are all right this perception that you are all right um you're like crap (laughs) someone breaking through the cracks like (laughs) like why do you why do you think i'm not all right what's wrong like you know you can almost be, be aggressive about it right um and that's not how it works with our friend group right like as an example of that yeah it's i don't know when it happened for me i was definitely not always this way Mm -hmm. cute and perfect um Mm -hmm. he wasn't born this way no i was born a very ugly child (laughs) Uh, (laughs) my mother noted it on my uh birth my birth card when they dropped him in a wishing well (laughs) (laughs) but no it's at some point i was like oh maybe he was in college I was just like, at some point, there was a... I mean, I've never been, like, a big sports guy. I've always had some degree of health issues and, like, shitty back and blah, blah, blah. So maybe, like, that part of life was not directly accessible to me, so I did not align with it as far as, like, this is how you be a guy and stuff. Um, But, like, people who I always respected the most were just the kindest people. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never been like, man, you're just the coolest person ever. I want to be like you. It was more like that person's really friendly and open and social mm-hmm. and i wish i had those same skills so i'm gonna yeah. try and work on those um whereas if somebody's a dick i'll remember you forever i'll remember what you did <laughs> uh, and you're in like my imaginary book of <laughs> fuck that person <laughs> uh, yeah it's um i mean it uh, what you're, what you're what it sounds like you're saying is like for us at least i don't want to extrapolate too far right i don't know if this is a generation or if it's just us just our friend group whatever but our perception of um the type of person we'd like to be changed right it's like you know you don't really just want to be superman because he's strong you don't want to smoke because they're cool um it is cool. it's more like but you do smoke it is is pretty cool it is pretty cool it it, is not gonna lie that's pretty cool um friend of the show marlboro no (laughs) not affiliated um but uh like having a couple examples like that like for me bob ross right like bob ross is freaking awesome um and um uh i was gonna say uh mr rogers also freaking awesome super great example like not there's a lot of generations who did not have people like that who were soft-spoken who accepted others and generally just made any situation they were involved in 
better <laughs> right mm-hmm. um uh so i don't know i think i think that i think that probably makes a difference right having some role models is the word i was looking for yes and as much as i love my dad i wouldn't consider him oh god if he listens i'm gonna feel like shit uh, <laughs> i wouldn't in some ways i would not consider him a great role model in you other can ways i would it. This is not actually your son. This is somebody else. <laughs> this is an error. Court. This isn't. This is. I actually wrote the script for the Dave AI <laughs> today. So, but no, it's like one. I don't think anybody's perfect, parents included. Um, mm, yeah. But there's certain things that, like growing up, I'm like, oh, no, that's not who I want to be. Whether it's yeah, my dad or somebody else. Model. Yeah. Um, you're just like, oh, that's bad. And then you see some mm-hmm. other people, you're like, oh, that's good um mm-hmm. and like usually they're pretty obvious for people if you have i don't want to say a decent moral compass but like there is something of like a gut instinct of this yeah. seems right or this seems off or wrong mm-hmm. um and even like very young kids can be like mm, something's up something feels yeah. fishy about this they play unless that's yeah <laughs> unless it's like your whole world and it's all consuming yeah. And then you don't realize until you get out and talk to other people. You're like, oh, that was mm-hmm. actually super bad and not not normal. But yeah. I was in this bubble of that was my whole life type thing. I don't know where I was going with this, but uh, to be a man, I'm going to use these the loose terminology from Shin-Chan. To be a man, you must have honor. Honor and a penis. <laughs> okay. But I mean, <laughs> with, with the more recent trans thing... I'm not uh, super yes. sold on the piece. Yes, but just, honestly, the honor know. is pretty optional too. I think I think both of those are <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe negotiable for both. Um, I think the main, if I'm going to put a, a label on it, I think okay. tenets of being a man. I mean, I mean, it's really it applies to fucking everybody, but sure. Um, something that I feel, but I've not really ever had to act upon too much is standing up for the people in your life yeah Mm -hmm. like in a lot of cases like women are still i don't want to say a minority but because it's objectively false (laughs) (laughs) for reasons there are more women than men (laughs) alive on the planet (laughs) for a lot of instances women still get the short end of the stick um right testosterone Yes. It causes them <laughs> the to be shorter. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just um, as a guy, like we have certain privileges, so it's using yeah. your privilege uh, to good effect to make sure that you and yours are being treated correctly. And even mm-hmm. other people who are not necessarily yours. Right. Yeah, I think you were you were definitely maneuvering between landmines there for a little bit, but I think you nailed it. I think you made it through the minefield because <laughs> um, I get what you're saying. You, you don't have to have a dick; it's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, no I think like I, I get what you're saying though. Yeah. Um, because there's I don't know. It, it it seems like this is this is the complaint about um people who are grown to use the band word woke like growing up woke more inclusive accepting others uh you know and other such evil concepts 
um, a complaint against that is that they're losing masculinity, right? They were abandoning our roots, our definitions of what these things mean. Or maybe like not just masculinity, right? It's like, what does it mean to be a woman, right? Um, but the reality is, in my mind, in my humble opinion, um, those terms don't actually matter that much, right? Like if you're a kid, how much time do you really need to spend trying to be a man? Like nothing, like literally nothing. The problem is the pursuit of it is you're, you're told it's important and then you're told it's something that you need to live up to, right? And sometimes that could be used for some some beneficial life lessons, like being a protector, right? It doesn't really have anything to do with being a man, but yeah, if you have the opportunity to protect other people, that is a good beneficial attribute as a human being. Um, so the fact that that was one of the good traits <laughs> that was wrapped in there is not like worth throwing out entirely. Um, but you can, I think you can detach it from the masculinity part of it and be yeah. like, well, if you're, if you're wimpy and you're not able to defend someone from like so a bully or something like that, here's the thing, right? Um, it doesn't make you less of a man, right? Yeah. I don't think it, it doesn't matter from like a gender perspective. It's more mm -hmm. like to be a decent person, you should stand up for the people in your life who you give a shit about. Exactly. Um, yeah. It maybe doesn't need to be in a physical capacity. Maybe you can do it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can knife somebody's tires. I don't fucking know. Um, right. But sometimes it can be as simple as just like saying something. Like uh, somebody being rude or like cat calling your friend and be like, hey, cut cut it out. Fuck off. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say I start off with cut it out before I go to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Open open hard would, and then I you can walk it back a little immediately. bit. Yeah. Um, I'm just a little guy. It's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I know I'm not a big guy myself. I'm I'm fairly short and petite, wee, Lilliputian. I figured out a lot of words for these over the years. Um, but mm -hmm. I have some other friends who are like taller or bigger guys, and like they could look threatening. Jake fucking terrifies me. <laughs> um, but even if like they went up to someone and be like, "Hey, quit doing a shitty thing," mm -hmm. it carries a lot of weight because again. A stranger or whoever is not typically looking to start confrontation. They're just looking to see what they can get away with. And sometimes right. they just need a little, hey, you're like, mm. cool, gotcha. Yeah, and I, I would say, like, if you're trying to, if one of the criteria of being a, uh, a good person or, you know, a decent human being is watching out for your friends we're watching out for others like it doesn't always have to be in this physical i am a body builder or a bouncer type scenario right like we this is the religious episode apparently we're talking a lot about theology so i'm going to take it back to the trinity you have dps you have tanks and you have healers and support dude right? i was i was immediately going to like so you have morpheus and neo alongside <laughs> her and uh-huh would have been good too um but you know a tank in the scenario could be somebody who is capable of being that bodybuilder or that that uh, that bouncer basically walking up and being like, hey, by my physical presence, I'm going to make this situation a little bit more chill. Um, but I probably couldn't do that in many scenarios uh, due to <laughs> I'm, I'm relatively tall, but I also just don't want to put myself in those scenarios. But, you know, uh, the reality is a lot of people aren't threatened by schoolyard bullies anymore, like day to day. But they might need a little bit of emotional help or maybe they need to just chat. Right. Um, so you could be the support 
in that scenario, the healer, and if other things in life are getting somebody down, you can still assist in the scenario, right? So I think all of those you could wrap into being the protector, right? Um, which is obviously just the first of a multi-part series we're going to have on how to be a good person where we break down individual traits, but... But we tie everything back to RPGs. Yes. Now remember, your support still your support skills have cooldowns, and you need yes. to take some time for yourself to recharge. It's a good lesson, yeah. Right. Um, people that are very giving of themselves can give too much, right? And if you can't, if you are not in a good place, it can be self destructive to continue to give of yourself and your time continually uh, at the expense of your own health, right? Mental yeah. and you know physical. It's like if you forget the exact terminology for it but essentially if you liken it to like a font mm -hmm. like a fountain um like if you're overflowing obviously you can give your liquids i guess water in this case or wine um mm -hmm. to other fountains or chalices or cups or containers or what have you uh, because you have extra to give um yeah but if you do not have that still trying to give some you're giving people like the dried up stuff at the bottom of the cup. <laughs> you're like, eh. right? And it does nobody any favors, yourself included. Yeah, to take it to the lyrics, it's uh, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. You know, obviously, oil also a great analogy here. Um, I had I did have to Google it a little bit. I was like, was this an I, actual I, song I or, <laughs> or a fake imagination thing? No, it actually exists. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, the people who listen to this podcast obviously are a tier above um, those that would, you know, actively seek to harm others in this world. So thank you guys for that. Um, so I know we're preaching to the choir here, maybe a little bit literally <laughs> with some of the theology, but I don't know. Others might need to hear it. Who's to say? That's the thing. I feel like you always assume everybody has the exact same lexicon of information in their brain as I do. Mm -hmm. And that is rarely the case. Mm -hmm. There's so many times where somebody just has like a different life experience or something else. And then you hear about something for the first time. You're like, oh shit, I had no idea. Or mm -hmm. it just hits you in a certain way because you heard it at the right time. Yeah. And for because those, you're, you're more receptive. Sure. And for the listeners that don't know what lexicon means, you can add that to your lexicon it's just a bunch of words and their definitions. <laughs> it's like a dictionary, but fancier. <laughs> uh, there's a kid I knew growing up, uh, Lex Luthor. His mom mm. said his full name was Lexicon Luthor. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Lex Icon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, lexicography is the study of words, I believe. Ah, okay. And lexicon is collection of words. Like a dictionary. Right. It's a fetish um <laughs> i have no idea how to transition to that topic to anything else so recently i've been playing video games uh oh what are those so i started i picked up so i had on my wish list for a long time man eater by tripwire i'm pretty sure they're the same people who made killing for yeah, it's just a song. I shouldn't have paid as much money <laughs> for it as I did. You don't even have the edit. You have no power here. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you play as a shark, and it starts as basically like the spore. Did you ever play spore? 
I may have asked no. this exact question. I I think I watched people play it, but yeah, I didn't that's have the correct a, a good computer for it at the time or whatever that whatever it was, and so I just yeah. missed that entirely. It was not honestly that best of a game, but it did try to do a lot of things at once, and maybe that was the problem. But the first phase has you basically like as a cell, and you just eat other organisms that are slightly smaller than you, keep growing. Osmosis is also literally this mechanic. Um, I played the Flash Fish game. Yeah, uh, it'd probably be similar then. Um, but basically, that's the gameplay. Is you start as a small shark and you grow by eating stuff, and eventually you get to the point where it's like humans are on the menu and you eat so many people as the title would include or title would imply um and it's a pretty decent game i don't think i'd probably give it like mid 70s really? it's good it's kind of high well it's like i mean mid 70s for me are like it has good aspects and there's not a reason you shouldn't play it really but it's also like there are great games out there, right? So you wouldn't put it above anything, but if somebody played it, you'd be like, oh, I had fun playing that. I would put it above bad games. That, that's where i put it. Good is between okay. bad and great <laughs> in, in my team. Um, but uh, it was it was all right, and it was very it was inexpensive, and I got it off my wish list. So it's nice to get that done. It was also like, I think, 11 hours to complete everything and the DLC, and I'm just like, whew free this wasn't a 100 hour jrpg um i did not spend a crazy amount of time on this and i got it done um, what would you say are some highlights of the game Ooh, like, okay how, so, how does it play i guess gotcha so uh it basically has like some rpg elements where because of i'm gonna get it's like radiation or mute mutation like serums or something that you eat or whatever uh you can basically get powers for your shark and they you equip it to slots like it was armor basically right but it's your fins and your teeth and your tail and your body um and then the part that makes no sense in any context even if you go for the mutations is uh you can swap them out at will right you just go back to your haven you're like oh i'm gonna be a tiger shark today or i'm gonna be a shadow you, you shark. go back to the the shop dock uh -huh. he's like I'll, I'll fix you yes this is this takes place in the cyberpunk universe i think um and the coolest parts are definitely like some of the later powers um so like the three archetypes are like bioelectric uh and that one makes it so if you equip it on your fins and you go to dodge you like turn into electricity and you displace faster and further than you usually would um where it's like the shadow tail can like throw an orb of shadow, like do a tail whip and hit an enemy with it. Um, or they go fast and they go faster with uh, the shadow parts. So you kind of end up being this like uh, amalgamation of shark parts of like the things that are fun to use. There's like a, there's a bone shark type and it like does really well against ships. You can just like, just start ramming into ships and just tear them to pieces. Um, and that's fun. That's definitely where almost the entirety of the enjoyment of the game comes from, outside of a couple set piece uh, boss fights. Nice. Um, and then the music. The... Look good? up like Arc Shark. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it as the outro. I'm just gonna make this note now. Arc Shark is the outro because it's very brief and it's freaking great. I'll send it to Dave afterwards, and he can judge it. Sorry, you were gonna say something. 
I say it sounds like a good time. I think I watched yeah. Steve play some back in the day. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like something that I personally would be trying to vibe with, but that's kind of the trick. That's why it's a seventy-five. Is it's like I don't know who I recommend this to. It's technically a simulator game, but even if you like simulator games, do you like simulator games where you play as a shark <laughs> and the main draw is fighting and eating people? Like, I don't know who the target market is for that, but because of that, I'm glad it exists, right? Because I would rather have more weird games where I can't just put it on a, a list. Like, this isn't in anybody's top baseball games list or FPS no. or third person anything. It's probably one of two shark games. <laughs> um, so that was fun. It was, a, it was a nice little diversion. Does it make about- you appreciate uh, fishing games all the more? Because you know what <laughs> lies under the depths. So I got to save the depths episode. Because I know at least one other person who's played and beat that one. Um, I know you weren't making a reference to literally the game. Oh, it's called Dredge, right? Yeah. There's probably one called The Depths, too, but that's not what I'm talking about. I like that game. I I like Dredge. I heard Dredge was really well-received by multiple people in our friend group. Uh, yeah. Also, just in general, all the streamers seem to get a kick out of it. Cute yeah, little it's pretty good. Title. I don't think it's going to upset Subnautica for me. No. Subnautica is like... it is It is the king of underwater kind of horror but just horror because i'm scared it's it's fair to say that that game's scary actually i think that's just generally true wait what other types of horror are there other than uh above water horror because (laughs) i'm scared (laughs) well so it's like scary horror like it it made me go ha (laughs) i feel like for some people say for instance like doom 3 might not have been a horror game but they specifically made the choice that you couldn't have your gun and your flashlight on at the same time. So for some, it was a horror game, right? Um, but Subnautica's like, there are times that like a Reaper, Levi- like Leviathan is coming straight for you and it grapples you in an animation. And you're like, yeah, this is actually just a horror game. <laughs> it's like, maybe maybe we don't waffle on that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Until DR is Jake does not appreciate jump scares. I actually don't. I don't like jump scares. Do you like jump scares in games? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just more so citing a, a recent event that had happened, which we can mm. talk about at a later time. But. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. Oh, man. I almost I almost suggested, I was like, hey, could we just like delay the record? We could just play this. It'll be fine. And then I was like, I have no time to make up the recording this week. This would be a suggestion to cancel. I'm not going to do that. Also, we'd be excluding someone. But, you know, can't talk about that. It's a future episode. Maybe. Probably. We'll see. Um, well, you already had your words of wisdom for this episode. Uh, is there anything you've done that you want to inform people about? no crimes or uh something else that you want to throw into this this mishmash this cauldron of an episode to round us out throws out you... list of crimes was working so fucking hard on <laughs> uh-huh. um 
Uh, I went to a doctor or two recently. Okay. And it feels nice to at least feel like I'm making an effort on my health. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see where that goes. I probably still need a couple, one or two other doctors um, for specialists. Um, also, I signed up for the Xbox Game Pass. I know we've been talking about that oh, yeah. on and off for a little That's bit. That's true. I uh, won't go into too much because we're wrapping on time. Um, but like the first month is like a dollar. So I'm trying out a couple titles. Mm-hmm. Well, I will already say there was a game I was interested in. And I was like, oh, I would get this if it was on sale. And now I'm essentially playing it for the $1 cost. And yeah. boy, howdy, am I glad I didn't pick it up. <laughs> that that game is scorned, by the way. Yeah. I got an hour in. I'm like, I don't have the patience for this dumb shit. Yeah, like, that's fair. I was a little afraid of that. I was afraid that the theming and the H.R. Geiger likeness of the game was not enough to carry it. Like, I know there is a story there. Um... But like the whole thing just feels very obtuse. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I wasn't getting enjoyment from doing the stuff in the game. Therefore, I wasn't really enjoying the game. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, if I ever wanted more of Scorn, I'd just go to the Dreaming City. That's a reference for a very specific group of people who might listen to this. Um, but I'm sure that in future episodes, we might discuss more about our impressions of game pass i also have it so we'll see uh what we can make of that um but it'll it'll just be nice to have uh <laughs> to be part of the group where people don't need to try to sell it to us anymore because i think we pretty much always agreed it was a good deal <laughs> it just didn't make sense at the time to pick it up <laughs> so now it's just like not only do we agree it's a good deal we already have it you don't need to sell us at all <laughs> so uh, we're there with you um but on that note, I will say, if you guys have recommendations for games that are available on Game Pass that you'd like us to check out, uh, feel free to send those in. Um, I have a quick lookup spreadsheet, but I'm not going to link. Um, I think you can just Google what games are on Game Pass. Uh, there's a lot, though. Uh, send in those recommendations to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com, or you can join the discussion on Facebook, which is entirely dedicated to Game Pass discussion. Not just for our page, for all pages. Facebook.com slash soapstone podcast and as always we'll see you in the next one have a good night bye